This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. Well, my next guest on Hope Nights has a love of numbers and equations, but it's something that wasn't his first choice at school. And we can now read about how it happened in a new series of books highlighting a bunch of amazing Aussies in the world of STEM. That's science, technology, engineering, and maths. My guest today is Eddie Wu. And Eddie, as I say hello, thank you for coming in. Uh, Firstly, STEM learning, as mentioned, that's science, technology, engineering, and maths. I suppose with my son now progressing through primary school and hearing more about it, is this something new to the curriculum? STEM is a new thing in that the label is one that's only come in in modern times. Certainly, even when I went through school some 20 years ago, <laughs> I thought, okay, this is, this is a new acronym. But the idea of it is not new at all. The whole principle is, especially for a subject like mathematics, we sometimes can learn it in isolation from other subjects. And math is not the only subject that does this, but... As we go into high school, and maybe you have a memory of this, Graham, it's like, oh, we learn we learn biology, and then we learn history, and they seem to have nothing to do mm, with each other. Yeah. The reality is, though, of course, as we all experience in primary school, everything's wonderfully interwoven, and science, technology, engineering, maths often actually help each other out. They kind of, one provides applications for the other, um, the other provides insights into further exploration investigation. So that's why we're kind of uh, trying to see them as a unity rather than separate things. Okay, that explains it. Thank you, Eddie. Now, (laughs) as I mentioned, a new series of books has been released looking at a bunch of amazing Aussies in the world of STEM, sharing their stories, yourself being the focus of one of them. Uh, The book starts off in your primary school years, then moving forward to now. Taking you back, though, Eddie, to your school days, uh, primary school, as mentioned, wasn't fun, but that all changed when you went to high school. It did. For me, it's really important that, you know, the story of how... uh, I came into loving, you know, science and mathematics. Um, I think it's almost as important as what I can now say from the viewpoint of someone who definitely loves this world and loves to show people what they can learn from it. I think the reason why that matters is because as a young person, I think it's uh, sort of a truism that you can't be something until you see it. And so many young people probably think, well, look, I am, I'm, I'm wired this particular way, or this is the particular inclination I have. And um, I don't see anyone who sort of changes over into another world. So I guess this is just who I am for the rest of my life. But one of the most important things, I think, for young people, I've got kids not dissimilar in age to you, is to help them understand um, what a world of possibility lies in front of them, and that none of the doors are closed if they're willing to be open. So your experience, and, and you share this in the book, you went through a lot of bullying as at primary school, um, then that all changed when you went to a selective high school. Mm. Has that helped you now as a teacher, and I suppose how you relate to the students that you have? Yeah, 100%. I think that a huge part of being a teacher is, like you said, that relationship with students, being able to understand what it is they're thinking and feeling and where they're coming from. You know, uh, I remember one of my teacher sort of um, tutors, lecturers at university said to me, okay, classroom discipline, how to manage your environment and and have everyone on task. If you ever experience problems in your classroom, you know, 50% of the problems that are in your classroom started 
outside the classroom, maybe just at lunchtime, there was a bit of a, a tiff between two boys and they've brought that in with them. They can't just switch that off. So understanding, yeah, when sometimes kids are having a hard time at home or maybe they're having a really difficult time socially, being an adolescent is tough. All those things inform my view of being a teacher and helping my students. And obviously during your high school days, did you have teachers that were like that to sort of help you? And, you know, uh, in the book, you share about the loss of your mum through through cancer. So were there teachers there for you during that time as well? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I didn't expect this at all, but I mean, being 15, 16 years old, when my family and I, we first discovered that my mum had cancer. That was not something I, I didn't think I'm coming to school for emotional support. I think like, school's a place of learning, right? But in fact, that was what, uh, that was a huge component of what my teachers gave me and has sort of informed a lot of what I think about when I go into, walk into my school each day. I'm not just there to deliver mathematics. I'm here to care for human beings, including their learning, but also inclusive of everything that makes them. That's what holistic education means to me. Now, Eddie, your WooTube YouTube channel initially started to help a student in your class who was away from school for a while during their own cancer treatment. It's now been seen by millions around the world. Uh, can I ask where's the furthest place you've received a message from for that? Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, this is really difficult to answer, actually, because um, through the wonders of the internet, it's quite astonishing to me to receive uh, messages and emails from, as you point out, really remote locations. Um, I think probably one that very recently happened um, to me was from a, a German, he's actually a math tutor, and um, he was trying to help this uh, this young girl in his, in his, you know, they do one-to-one sessions, and he said, to me, he wrote this in a long email. He said, look, I was just struggling with this particular concept and I was trying to explain to this girl and I said, look, I'm having trouble obviously, but I've got a friend who's going to help you out and um, they're just they're just in here, so just come on in. And um, he, he set my video playing and then just ushered this girl in <laughs> and she was kind of like, what what is this? And then what accent is that coming out of his mouth? It's very confusing. Um, but from there, and English is not even their you know, primary language, mm. I guess that speaks to the fact that mathematics is something kind of universal um, and that it can help people from all over the world, especially in the context of COVID and all the remote learning we've been doing um, over the last 12 months. How did you go with that last year? Obviously, your online videos had been going for a while, but how did you as a teacher and also a parent go through those times last year? Yeah, it was a rough experience <laughs> in the Woo household, just like I'm sure it was in many others. Uh, I have the distinct memory of you know trying to set up where my remote lessons we're going to be delivered from, which was literally just sort of a corner of my bedroom where there wasn't just all of this junk in the background, and then sort of giving a lesson for an hour, trying to manage the students that we had, and then hitting pause on that, like muting myself, running across to the other bedroom, saying, <laughs> boys, how are you going? Do you need a pencil? What's the heading? What are we up to? And then sort of dashing back. So that was tough, just like it was for everybody. Um, I feel very grateful, though, for the amount of access we have to resources. My kids' teachers did such an outstanding job. I have a huge amount of respect for them, especially for our little ones. I think that was really, really tough. Yeah, it was. And I suppose it's, it's opened up... Uh, whole new world to, to a way of learning for both parents and teachers as well. I think one of the best things out of, you know, as harrowing and difficult as the COVID year of 2020 was, there are certainly things we've all experienced, which is kind of like, actually, you know what? Now that we've felt it like this, I don't think that we want to go back. I'll give you a really silly, trivial example. It's fairly common that in uh, high school, all of the um, assessment tasks that we will give to students will be 
you know, a traditional exam in a, in a quiet room. Um, you're sat there, you don't have access to resources, there's a timer, and then we say go. And then for the next 45 minutes, you kind of stress <laughs> and try and remember everything and put it on the page. But of course, you can't do things like that when everyone is in a different house, perhaps sharing a device with their siblings and doesn't have equal access. So we had to be a lot more creative in some of the lessons we've learned out of that. We're carrying forward even now as we come back to normal and vaccines are rolling out. Now, Eddie, I've got a few questions from my son, Liam, and uh, some of his friends, Marcus and Fraser, for you. Hi, Eddie. My name is Liam. What are your strengths in maths? I think my strength in maths, and this is going to sound very strange, but I'll explain it. I think my strength in maths might be my weakness in maths, by which I mean, um, as you mentioned before, mathematics wasn't something I particularly loved at school. And the reason why I think is very common, it's that it didn't come quickly to me. I couldn't look at something and just say, oh, instantly, that's the right formula, or that's the answer. It would take me time to process and really understand it. And I used to think of that as a handicap. And I think most of us today would, you know, like people who are fast are people who are good at maths. But now I realize as a teacher, that ability to slow down and say, what what does this really mean? And to nut through it actually is really an important part of the empathy I bring to the classroom. So uh, I used to be quite scared that students would find out, oh no, he's a fraud. He's not a great mathematician (laughs) because he's very slow and gets things wrong. But that ability to actually look at mistakes, understand them, learn from them, I think that's part of what makes a good teacher. Here's another question for you, Eddie. Hi, Eddie. My name's Marcus. Why do you like math so much? I love mathematics because it helps me understand the world around me. I think us human beings, we love to look at the world and wonder at it. I was just recently actually um, down in Jarvis Bay enjoying, you know, the beautiful scenery there and, you know, getting to see some sunrises on the beach. And we can just look at that and absolutely just enjoy it without understanding why it is that we find that beautiful. And I think that's fine. But I think we actually can deepen under our understanding if we can understand why. Why is this beautiful spectrum of colors happening in front of us? It has to do with the different wavelengths of light coming from the sun, their different lengths, and how they scatter differently in our atmosphere. And that makes the sunrise even more beautiful to me. So I think it helps us understand and appreciate the world we experience. I think you say in the book as well that, you know, maths is in a lot of places. Do you find it hard sometimes to switch off from maths? <laughs> I, well, look, yes and no. Um, I now sometimes when I'm, uh, my daughter does this to me all the time, we're out walking through the bush and um, she'll, she'll be a few steps in front of me and she'll pause on the side looking at, you know, a tree and the shape of its leaf and something like that. And she'll say to me, Daddy, stop. Don't say anything. I know what you're about to say. There's some geometry here. There's some fractals. I get it. I already know. Let's move on. And so I've come to that point where it's like, oh, great. My work here is done. I can just let them enjoy this themselves. So yes and no. The kids know their dad very, very well. 100%. And Eddie, here's the last question from the kids. Hi, Eddie. My name is Fraser. Why did you write the book? So um, this book, this series, um, Aussie STEM Stars that Wild Dingo Press put together, um, I was really delighted to be invited into it. I thought to myself, wow, there's some incredible people, um, scientists, doctors, innovators that are included here. Um, Alan Finkel, Gisela Kaplan, Munjid Almaderis, who have contributed so much to the world. And I thought, do I really belong here among these people? I thought to myself that maybe, you know what, we need someone a little more ordinary in this <laughs> list of stories so that uh, young people, because the age target for this series is sort of like 10 to 13 years mm-hmm. old, can see that um, anyone 
actually is capable of taking the gifts that God's given them and use them to serve the world, the community around them. That's a really important message, I think, and hopefully the book achieve that. My special guest tonight here on Hope 103.2 is YouTube WooTube channel star Eddie Wu. Now, Eddie, can I ask you about your faith? I believe you were brought up in a Christian household. Uh, can I ask you, Eddie, how your faiths helped you along the way during your schooling? As we uh, mentioned, your mum passed away in the latter part of your high school years and, and now with your own family and in your uh, job. Yeah, look, I think that, I mean, it's funny sitting in this exact room in this building thinking about that question because probably thinking back to when my mom was very sick and as she was going through um, the last months and weeks of her life, a huge part of what my faith in God gave me was hope. It's that actually, you know what? If I didn't believe that there was life after death and a reason to know that our loved ones are going to a place where suffering will end, where actually um, we can know we can be freed from this um, broken world that we live in. How, how do you? How does a sixteen-year-old come through that and still be joyful and, and get up in the morning and, and continue living? I honestly don't know how anyone can. And so for me, um, that's part of what me knowing that Jesus Christ isn't just someone who tells me what to do. He gives me a reason for hope for life beyond death. And I think now as a parent, you know, parenting's hard. If I think to, you know, every day, the number of times I fail to be a good dad, a good husband, I think, man, I would just go into a spiral of, of you know, misery and depression if I realize it's, it's all on me. And of course, I try as hard as I can to be a good role model to my family. But ultimately, I can point to a real father, who really loves his children infinitely and perfectly, which I aspire to, but I'm not. Thank you for, for sharing that with us, Eddie. My son's 10 in year five and, and goes pretty well at maths at school. Uh, for those with little and not so little ones in our lives at school, what are some ways that we can encourage their learning generally, but also in maths as well? Mm. I think that uh, the most important thing is also one of the hardest, but it's consistently something I come back to when I speak with my students' parents or meet parents out in, uh, in the wild, which is that we actually need to, the most precious thing we can give to our children is to model to them what it looks like to be open to learning and persevere in learning. And I think one of the hardest things that we sometimes unintentionally give to our children is, you know, we find learning hard. I don't think it's easy for anyone. That's part of why it's, it's learning and it's important. But then we kind of unconsciously, subconsciously pass on that attitude to our kids to say, you know what, this is tough. Don't worry about it. Let's do something else that more naturally fits your skills. Now, look, I'm all about taking the, the gifts and talents that a child has and cultivating them, encouraging them. But I think it's super important, especially in those areas that we might most be natural at, to say, you know what, let's um, let's try and work this out together. I'm going to put aside my own anxiety and perhaps nervousness about trying to, it's like, oh, this is something which I left a long time ago. But actually, I want to model to you what it looks like to try something hard, to persevere with it. Let's do this together. Now, also, Teenage Boss, your ABC TV show where you travel the country helping teens manage the family budget again. What are some tips that we can pass on to our kids and help them with with saving money? 
The whole premise of the show is around putting children in that situation where they are now making real decisions with real stakes. Uh, one of the most hilarious questions I always get um, from little kids when I meet them uh, and they've seen the show, they say, Eddie Wu, it's always the full name. It's never just Eddie. It's just, <laughs> Eddie Wu, do you have suitcases of money just sitting around the house? And I have to kindly and carefully explain to them, no, that's the family's money because we want them to actually experience, wow, my decisions are going to have real impacts on me and my mom and dad, my family. And to actually, you know, even you don't have to give a child a suitcase of thousands of dollars of cash to let them experience, okay, I can make some decisions with these $5. It's going to mean I'm going to have to be able to enjoy this game or have this meal or actually experience, oh, I'm not going to be able to do this particular thing I'm saving up for because I spent it on a lollipop or something like that. So giving children the opportunity to make real decisions and then to feel the real impact, I think can start from a very young age in very small ways. And I think that's a lesson maybe even some adults can take <laughs> on too. Aussie SEM star and mass superstar, Eddie Wu, really appreciate uh, hanging out and catching up with you today. Thanks for your time. Graham, my pleasure. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.